now live and on lockdown. Are you ready? Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland and across the globe. Listen here. You're listening to Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast on Hearts on Live Radio with your host, Fraser Ramsey. Hi, this is Afia Letha from KingdomBeats.com. Proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders on heartsonglive.co.uk. Good evening and welcome to another edition to Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders. It's Saturday night. Whatever you're up to, hope you're having fun. You're having a good weekend. And to all those Americans, you've probably just eaten more turkey than they can handle. Um, happy Thanksgiving, a blessed one to you. And whatever you've been up to and you're listening, you've had a great time and uh, I'm sure you've probably spent all, just been sitting there feeling I need to go on a diet, but you'll be going on a diet in January because you've got Christmas to deal with as well. So if you're thinking you've just eaten too much, well, it's not over yet. But as I say, it is time for, you've probably been shopping for lots of bargains, you've been hitting the Black Friday sales, you've been doing spending money and you're thinking, oh, let's see if I can get a bargain. So... It's all good, so I hope you had a nice time, and it's now ready to the festive season. It's that time of year when we're all going to be looking at going daft at Christmas shopping and doing more stuff in and blah blah as we do. So, as I say, I hope you're uh, enjoying you're a good time, and as I say, it's great to have you listening. My guest today is Nyala Phillips, all the way from Pennsylvania, originally lived in New York. Um, I seem to be doing quite well with New York at the moment. I have a, I have a, a bug for New York, cause even though I've been there, I've been connecting with more people. It must be a sign. I'm going to be on a plane shortly again because I love New York, even though I think it's a bit cold out there um, at the moment. But um, but yes, uh, all the way from uh, Pennsylvania. So uh, you, uh, I must get my guest to connect with somebody who also is in Pennsylvania, Shannon Marciada, who's been a previous guest on the show. She's in Pennsylvania as well. All these people I'm connecting with. So I can connect half America, I do. You know, and we're living there. But uh, yes, so as I say, it's welcome to Ramsey on Leash Going Beyond Borders, where I go beyond borders to interview people and bring their brand and their story, their inspirational background, whatever they've been through in their life and what they do to Scotland and our audience to the globe. So I love doing it, it's good fun, and uh, we're going to welcome my guest. I'll just stop rabbiting on now because it's not about me, it is about my guest. As I say, we uh, I welcome Nyla Phillips. Uh, thank you, sorry, I'm just uh, having a, going off on a bit of a tangent there, so I do apologise. So welcome to the show, how are you doing? Oh, I am good, <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Fraser. How are you? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm good, good, just uh, been on Monday to Saturday, the usual Saturday for me, kind of running around daft, as I do, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All good, all good, all good. So, so uh, yeah. So, what's what's been happening in your sort of last couple of days with Thanksgiving? What's been anything? What did you get up to? So, I have been overworking myself, but not in business with the family. You know, so because I work so much in business during mm-hmm. the holidays, I try to like go above and beyond. So, even though it's only four of us in the house, I cooked a feast. I could have mm-hmm. probably fed the whole community. So. <laughs> um, so it pretty much had me in the kitchen all day. Um, and today I went to church. So the last few days have been great. They've been great. That's cool. So when when you're when you have you have kids, family, your husband, kids? Yeah. Kids. Yep, my husband and two children. Yep. So when your husband and kids are looking at you and go, Mom, you're only feeding for four, not the five thousand. <laughs> 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 that is the 
exact look that I get <laughs> until the food is done, right? And then they just devour it. They've been having it for breakfast. They had it for breakfast this morning. <laughs> they're making fish sandwiches. So, you know, they're repurposing the dinner. And um, that's going to keep me going until Monday. I shouldn't have to cook again until Monday. <laughs> that's good. Brilliant. Happy days. That's good. Brilliant. I'm glad you had fun. So, so tell us, um, tell us about your life. Tell us uh, your background growing up. Tell us uh, your kind of any ups and downs you've had, and tell us your, your education background. Uh, give us a bit about you, okay? Sure. So, um, you know, yes, I think that my life has been a roller coaster. I think that's a lot of people' lives. So I have stories for days to tell you guys. Um, but I am a marketing and income strategist. So I'm a business owner. My degree is an accountant. I spent years in the financial industry before I decided to become a full-time entrepreneur, which was eight years ago. Um, so that is me now. However, that's not how it always was. Right. So um, I entered the New York City foster care system at age 12. And um, the way I entered the New York City foster care system put me in a place of depression. Right. Um, I felt like I wasn't wanted by my family. Um, it was devastating, you know, being put because, you know, when you hear about foster care here in America, you know, you think of it as you didn't have parents that could take care of you, right? Or maybe your parents were on drugs, something happened, you were left as an offering, and because of that, you had to be put in homes, right? But that wasn't my case. I actually come from a very good family, well-rounded family, and being put in there felt like I wasn't wanted, right? And it caused um, me to have a lot of anger. Uh, so I spent most of my life in a roller coaster, going around in circles, getting in trouble with the law. I became a teenage mom. You know, life was really hard for me mentally and uh, financially. However, you know how they always say like you're that diamond in the rough. Right. <laughs> I believe that I was like that diamond in the rough because of the the family I did come from. I had values set inside of me since I was young. So even though I ran away from it for a long time and I rebelled against what I knew, the values were in me. So when I became a teenage mom and I first lost my first job, actually, I decided that I was going to become an entrepreneur. So okay. I became an entrepreneur at 18 years old, which I'm about to tell my age people that was about 16 years ago. <laughs> I was right. So, you're, you're, younger, so um, you're younger than me. Younger than me. <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> so I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, so, um, so you're 34. So, so you're 30. Oh, yeah. So, um... I decided to, you know, become an entrepreneur. I joined a network marketing company first. Uh, that's how I, you know, first came into this this world of entrepreneurship and personal development. Fell in love with it. Um, and through my experience in the network marketing companies, I realized that I had a knack for marketing and I had a knack for leading. So um, in 2012, I went ahead and started my coaching practice. Mm -hmm. So right now I am a coach and I help coaches and message driven entrepreneurs find and market their own unique message so they can create the life they deserve and the legacy they desire. Um, Fraser, because I believe that you have a story. I believe we all have a story. Just like you asked me what, you know, what experience have you had? That's usually the first question that you always get on interviews because we all have a story and we all have a message. However, most of us don't know that that message holds the power to change our lives as well 
well as the lives of those we are meant to serve. So that's where I come in to help you find that message and market that message so you can change your life and change the lives of those you are assigned to serve. So just go back to um, when, when you went, you're in the foster care and you struggled with depression. I mean, everyone goes through depression in different ways and different manners. I've suffered mm-hmm. in the past with depression. I know what it's like and it's not, not easy to say the least. How, how did you deal with that when you were I mean to go into that area? What were you I mean how did what were your symptoms? How were you feeling and how did you finally realise I wanted to get out of this? And how did I sort of what kind of was that trigger mechanism for you? I mean, well to be honest with you, you know, I was twelve years old, so I mm. didn't even know what depression was at that right. age. Okay. You know, now I'm now when I look back, I say I was depressed and I was acting out and I was angry, right? Um, and I felt unloved and unwanted and all of those things that I felt made me uh, take actions that actually put me in worse situations, you know? So just to give you an example, um, you know, me feeling very depressed and felt like I didn't belong with my family and that no one wanted me, it made me look for love in the wrong places that I ended up in an 11-year abusive relationship, you know? So the, the you know, depression can look different. For, depression looks different for different people, Okay, so for me, it was all about being angry, being defensive, not knowing how to pull myself out of the slum and have confidence knowing that I was good enough. So I made very bad decisions. Well, let me tell you, um, I was about 30 years old. Okay, Um, and this was right before I lost my salon. I was, like I said, I was in an abusive relationship. And I remember one night we had a really huge argument. He dragged me into the basement Mm -hmm. um, and when I got, when the argument ended and I looked at myself in the mirror, I had like this breakthrough moment where I realized that I could not continue to, to keep myself in this downhill spiral. I realized that I didn't love myself first, which is why I was staying in this relationship and which is why I was allowing my life to be put in so, take, taking so much chances, right, with my life. Um, and I decided on that day that I was going to change. Two weeks later, I was out of that relationship um, and I started to take specific action to change my life. Um, what I like to call it, Frazier, is that like, the question you asked me is, well, how did you get out of it? How I got out of it was by taking action, realizing that I was in a depression, depressive state and what it was doing to my life and starting to take action to change my life is what helped me. So it's a work in progress every day. So what, when you're going through that abusive relationship uh, for 11 years, I mean, when did it all kind of, did it, I mean, it doesn't start something straight away, but something builds up when things like that happen. I mean, it must have been pretty, mm-hmm. to, what, how was, I mean, the process, I and mean, everyone, there's a lot of people who go through domestic violence, abuse, uh, women who I've, I'm connect, we're all connected with on Facebook and the communities have been through stuff, I mean, what, just talk about your experience a bit more, if you if you don't mind, if you're okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. So, um, yeah, I'm from like Fraser said, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. So I'm 17 years old. I'm hanging out on Kings Highway. That's the street in Brooklyn. I see this car passing, and OMG, the car looked good. And you ladies who are listening to me, you know what I mean, right? So I see the car passing, and I'm like, hmm, who's that, right? 
Um, and I meet this guy, I meet this guy and we start talking and he tells me that he's seven day Adventist, just like me. That's my religion. And I thought, wow, you know, being a single mom, I had just gave birth to my daughter, you know, being a single mom to have this guy who looks so good and, you know, who was the same religion as me. Maybe this is God sending me, you know, somebody and I just fell in love instantly. He was a talker. He was a looker and he knew how to make say the right things, you know. Um, so I fell instantly into that. And then, you know, I don't know if any of you could relate, but when we had our first incident where it became physical, after that incident, all I could think was I could save him. I could change him. You know, oh, he had some problems in his life. He didn't have his father around to, you know, show him how to be a man. You know, I can, I would just stand by him. It's like I was delusional for a little while that I could save this person and change this person um, that I didn't think about myself. Well, like I said, at 30 years old, when that incident happened, I honestly didn't think about myself. I thought about my daughter. Fraser and I kept saying, I don't want my daughter to see this. So I really needed to get out of this. I didn't want my daughter to think that this is what love was and, and to look for this same type of man when she was ready, you know, when she's an adult and she's looking to marry, you know. So. um, So, yeah, it started. It started with me very young. Wow. So um, big lots going on. Just I was just thinking there. Just I know you you kind of kicked off regarding the foster stuff. Um, you obviously the age of twelve, but just what kind of just uh, what triggered that off? Was it family breakdown and or anything? What kind of caused that? Just to get you into what made you made sorry again, but she ended up in foster. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So you know, if you asked me this, you know, at. 12 years old and if you asked me this about 10 years ago mm -hmm. I would be telling you well my mom didn't want me my mom chose her her husband over me you know my mom loved my sister more than me those would have been the things that I would have said to you but today with the growth that I have you know I was rebellious right. I was rebellious I grew up in a religious family and I didn't want to be in church every single day so I broke the rules I I cut school I was drinking early I started smoking marijuana very early I was stealing I was lying and I was doing things that was breaking my mom's heart um, so she thought that making this decision would save my life so I remember a few years ago, we went on a business trip in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, no, no, no. We were in Miami. Mm -hmm. um, and we, my mom and I got into a little disagreement. And this is something I'm, I'm being transparent with you guys mm -hmm. because I feel like this is something that we... I'm glad Fraser's asking me this question because this is dialogue we need to have, right? So sometimes when you don't heal from things you and you hold on to things the way you react... You usually overreact to things and that's what happened in Florida, right? So I had yet to forgive my mom and she said something to me and it caused me to snap and I just told her everything that I was holding in for so many years. Um, and my mom started in tears and she said, Niala, if you only know that I put you in that home because I thought that I was going to lose my child. 
She said the road you were going down, you would have end up in jail or dead. It's not that I didn't want you. It's that I wanted to protect you. I found a home to put you in. You know, and when I was younger, I didn't look at it like that. I looked at it as I was put in a group home with other kids who were not like me, you know. Um, but now I can say it was my rebelliousness that caused that to happen with my family. Okay. So it's not easy going into foster care, and the system can be very difficult as well because you're getting that right family to stay with as well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and not knowing how good or bad they are, as well. Yeah. Well, I, I, she actually sent me away to almost be. My family is originally from Trinidad and Tobago, oh, wow. so it's only about. Yeah, it's only about six of us in in this country. Um, so, and my mom has three sisters. So she literally sent me to live with all three of them before, and to, to go back and live in Trinidad before she um, gave up her rights and put me um, into a residential treatment center. Wow. A lot, a lot going on there in the first part of your life. Um, but now oh, you're, yeah. <laughs> to say the least... <laughs> But uh, well, what we're going to do is we're going to we'll talk about your when you the entrepreneur stuff and a bit more about that, um, and then we'll, we're going to play. I'm going to play a song. But since it is going to, I played a Christmas song last week and played Rick Parma's new Christmas album song. Sorry, and we've got Andrew Sullivan's got a new Christmas song out, which is great. And um, I'm going to play that. So it's would it be crazy? So I look for so going to be Christmas mood. All kicking off, you know what I mean. So, uh, everyone's, I mean, all the, all the Christmas songs are in the stores anyway. So, and you walk in, you're not supposed to go for shopping. Oh, good grief! Christmas songs already. You're kidding me. And they play them like it's you, you find out in where you are. You go shopping, and you all the Christmas songs are playing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It started. It usually starts like right after Thanksgiving, but here in Pennsylvania, it starts a little, a few weeks before Thanksgiving. It's so funny. People have lights up and everything already. It's crazy. Is I mean, I think if the I think if they stop, I mean, over here you start seeing Christmas things drifting into the shops in September, and, and I'm thinking it's September. This is you've got four months, the best part of three to four months coming up. But what I suggest is why don't they just have a complete blanket ban and you're not allowed to advertise for Christmas until at least the first of December because and just just give it all you've got. I think for those twenty four days of December it they'd probably get more sales rather than sort of almost killing us with it already for like four three months before it actually gets to December, you're thinking <laughs> I don't want in the world of the god stop talking about it's crazy, but that's what I think they should do. But then again, it's, it's commercialism for you. It's the way it goes. Uh, but anyway, let's. Uh, I'm gonna get to the Christmas song. It's a uh, new Andrew Sullivan's new song. It's um, would it be crazy? So uh, this will be great to hear, and uh, I hope you like it. And, uh, and give him a buy it, download it from iTunes. It's on Spotify, and he's got lots of other songs you can listen to as well. So it's uh, debut. On heartsonlive.co.uk, Ramsey and Lee Screaming on Waters. Would it be crazy by Andrew Sullivan? We'll be back after this. Would it be crazy if I gave you a call? If we talked for hours and we had a ball, it wouldn't be crazy. See, except that it's 
Christmas Eve Would it be crazy if I took you out We spent all our money all over time It wouldn't be crazy except that Christmas Eve It might be foolish or insane But I've got nothing to lose And everything to gain No jingle bells, no gifts and no treats me what I want this Christmas Eve Would it be crazy if I gave you a ring We'd find some preachers finish this thing It wouldn't be crazy except that It's Christmas Eve If I took you home And started from right now We were never alone It wouldn't be crazy Except that It's Christmas Eve Christmas Eve. You are listening to Heart Song Live Radio. Welcome back. That was Andrew Sullivan's. Andrew Sullivan's. Would it be crazy? What do you think of that, Naila? Naila. Beautiful song. Very, very beautiful song. Michael Bublé-ish. Would you think? It sounds very similar. It's almost like great and good. Would you think Michael Bublé? Maybe. Yeah. Very similar, right? He's got a very similar voice, tone. It sounds almost like when I first listened to it, it's Michael Bublé. No, it's Neil Sullivan. Andrew Sullivan uh, is different. Yeah, it's very nice. Nice wee. It's almost that kind of yeah. um, romantic romantic Christmas tune you play if you're maybe looking to do a Christmas proposal to your fiance, your, your girlfriend, or whatever, you know what I mean? So, that type of thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And get it down on one knee in the freezing snow and going, you marry me? Hurry up! Give me an answer. It's cold. What are you doing? <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's it. No, it was great. I like nice, good to play the nice wee songs. Nice and chill, nice relaxing. If you're just having that kind of lazy, like Sunday morning kind of chill night, bit background Christmas tunes, wrapping the presents. It's quite that kind of background tune, which is great. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah. Anyway, meanwhile, <laughs> moving on. Um, so we're gonna t- uh, go into your. Well, you've started being an entrepreneur. At a young age, so uh, tell us how you I mean. Obviously, during that process, you were in the process. You were in an abusive relationship, but how did you balance the two, and how did you in the, start building up your entrepreneurship skills, etc.? 
Yeah. So, you know, I was always an entrepreneur, even though I was going through those things. Um, you know, I was blessed to be exposed to entrepreneurship as a child. So my family owned several businesses in, you know, different companies in Trinidad growing up. So I kind of, you know, was knew all about being an entrepreneur. My family talked about generational wealth a lot. My mom is a certified public accountant. And when I was growing up, she worked for the IRS as well as had her own practice. So for, I mean, for most of my life, I knew what it was to be an entrepreneur, right? So um, having my daughter at a young age, like I said, I, I got into financial difficulties. And the first thing I thought about was, I have to sell something because it's the one thing that my mom always said that no matter what, as long as you had your two hands, you can make something, you can fix something, you can do something and make money. Right. So I just put my thinking caps on and I said, I got to make a, you know, come up with another way for me to make some extra money here. Um, And at this time, online was pretty new. So I started when we had like the the dial-up, remember when AOL would go, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So I would come online and I would see all these different companies and people talking about $10,000 checks. And, you know, so I started my first business with Mary Kay. I'm not going to go through the whole list with you, but just know that for the next eight years, it was company after company after company. Some of them I made some money. Some of them I did not. Uh, For the most part, I could not stay still. It's like I knew that I was supposed to be an entrepreneur, but I could not yet find my true purpose. Right. So I went ahead and I also opened up a hair salon. Mm -hmm. So that was actually my last brick and mortar business right here in Philadelphia. And um, through opening the salon, I stumbled upon It Works. So I don't know if some of you know that company. It's the company that sells the body wraps, right? Oh, yeah, I've heard so of that. My. I, One's for right, making, yeah, you it. sweat like a, chicken, a turkey in the oven, yeah. myself you know what i can sell these it works products in this salon and i can upsell people and this would be a way of monetizing the salon mind you i didn't even know what monetization was yet i was just looking for ways to bring new money into the shop so i went ahead i joined the company and for the first time ever in all my years of being in in network marketing i was introduced to the world of branding right because every time you join network marketing companies they say to you you know make a list of your friends and call it this but they never really teach you about how you you are your own commodity and you need to brand yourself right so this was the first time that i was exposed and i fell in love with the whole idea of growing a personal brand being able to start communities speaking writing a book um creating courses i just fell in love with all of that um so i quickly transitioned from the it works company to me opening my own coaching practice um, where I can help people, you know, grow their business online. Um, So that was in 2012, Frazier. So we've been doing this for a while now. um, And I have transitioned over the years more and more into focusing on three things, Mm -hmm. uh, systems, structures, and strategies. Tell us about your book. What was the title of the book you wrote? Uh, Say it again. What was the title? What was the book that you wrote? Tell us about that. Oh, sure. So the book is The Brand My Biz Blueprint, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And The Brand My Biz Blueprint actually came about 
when I realized that a lot of people was trying to start businesses without setting up a solid foundation first, right? So they would come to me and they would be saying, well, you know, I'm struggling with generating leads. I'm struggling with getting high-end clients. You know, I'm struggling with getting people to pay attention to me. But when I went into their business and started dissecting what was going on, I found that a lot of people did not set up a strong foundation, right? So they didn't know what their message was. There was no clarity around there. They didn't understand that they had to share their story because people would buy into them before buying into their products. And I felt that there was a need for us to talk about that, right? So the book is all about setting up a solid foundation with your brand. It's all about sharing your story, coming up with mission statements, knowing the type of content you want to put out, knowing the products you're going to sell, right? Um, and making sure that you have all those plans mapped out before you put yourself out there so it can help with the learning curve and also help, you know, you reach results faster. That's good. Fantastic. So people people can buy that on Amazon. You wrote that, right? how long ago did you write that book? Um, last year. No, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote it last year and we debuted it January 1st of this year. Fantastic. You can buy that on Amazon, yes? Yes. And we'll have that link at the end of the show on the show notes in the podcast as well. So if you're looking to buy that book and help you in business, you can purchase it yeah. or look at it. We'll have the link. You can go do some shopping. Uh, still any Black Friday deals on it? No? Actually, I'm, the link that I'm going to give you, Fraser, is going to be great because right now I have tons of deals that will add with that, you know, okay. that will accompany that book. Okay? okay, so it's all about setting up your plans. But some of you may be visual learners. I have some trainings to back it up. Right. Some cool. of you may need to actually print things out and you need to be able to write things out. I have that, too. So the link that I'm going to give Fraser is actually not going to be the Amazon link. I'm going to send you straight to my um, website, okay. okay? So you can actually get what really fits your needs right now. So before we close the show today, later on, we will uh, have that goodie bag of deals by Nyla Phillips. Okay. Well, we'll talk about them in a goodie bag so you can uh, reach and get all the... So you've got to hang off. So you've got to stay listening to the show to get the deals, to get the goodie bag. So uh, yes. don't touch that dial. Don't press that button and don't click that mouse. So going to have to plenty of goodie bags. So um, so before we go there, right, so that we count your book, I'm going um, to shout out to some people. Thank you to everyone who listens to the show, whether you're in America, UK, across the world, and the support you give the shows and the people who listen, who tune in on Hearts on Live, well, who do shows on Hearts on Live, not tune in, but you know what I mean. Thank you for their support. Thank you to people who support this show. If you're Lethal, mckingdombeads.com. If you're looking for some nice Christmas beads or necklaces, semi-precious gems, you can go to kingdombeads.com. You can customise your order. You've got eileensmith.com if you're looking to find a nice uh, live streaming platform or to test, find out what's good and what's bad or podcasting. Go to eileensmith.com. You can find her on YouTube. It's Eileen with I-L-E-A-N-E.com. Uh, you'll find her. There's Guy R. Cook Report from the Guy R. Cook Report podcast. Uh, he supports and uh, been supporting us for a long time. So you can uh, find listen to his about five to five minute podcast for stuff and about doing about websites and all sorts of things. So uh, you can tune into him. You've got ideas go live. Uh, John Drummond. If you're looking to get a website done, you can go to him. Um, and if you're looking for any, any cleaning around Edinburgh, you can uh, go to edwardlusters.com or carpet cleaning or loading carpet cleaning. You'll find me there or .co.uk. So I use .com and both. But uh, that's you can that's what you, some of the supporters of our show. 
as I say, please support the people uh, I'm connected with. There's plenty of people from like Natural Soap by Zakia, looking for soap for Christmas gifts or whatever you're looking for. There's books, authors galore. We have it all uh, in the Ramsey Unleashed community. So uh, you can purchase lots of stuff and uh, it's exciting. And you're going to get a lot of deals at the end of the show by Naila. So it's like a Christmas Christmas sack here. You're going to get that stocking filler of deals. So uh, you'll get that at the end of the show. Anyway, what's next? Tell us... Uh, after you're so you've written your book, you've done your entrepreneurship, uh, you've kind of you've come to the end of that abusive relationship. You came to that point. What well, go from there? Yeah. So you know, I'm blessed to say that I'm married for the last five years to a wonderful husband that doesn't even raise his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so shortly after that, you know, it's so funny, you know, when I freed myself from that life started to change, you know, and although I still have struggles like everyone else, I was able to deal with my struggles differently. I was able to start finding, you know, lessons from the experiences that I had and found a way to use those lessons to help other people. Um, so, um, I've been able to grow a six figure business. I've been able to grow an audience of over a hundred thousand people online. Right. Um, I teach entrepreneurs and like my Facebook group, for example, or anywhere like, you know, Fraser and I, we connected on Facebook. Right. So I now am able to say that I was, was able to, to leave that situation, get back my confidence, um, and really start walking in my true purpose. So that's where I'm at now. Now it's all about just helping other people, setting an example for my children, um, leaving a legacy for my children and helping other people understand the importance of leaving legacies for theirs. What did you, what was your first thoughts when you connected with me, some random guy from Scotland? <laughs> Thinking, what the heck? You know, <laughs> you know well, I'm going to be honest with you, right? So my first thoughts was, oh my goodness, I love his accent. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I need to look a little further, right? right. So um, I saw you did a live stream on your Facebook page, and then you actually interviewed a colleague of mine, Lisa Dice. Oh, right, um, okay. And I've known Lisa in the business for a couple of years now, so I was like, mm, I need to check this Frasier guy out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when I reached out to you, you were just so open, you added me to the community, you started making connections right away. As a matter of fact, I gave you my own name, The Connector Guys, okay? <laughs> um, and, you know, I just love the way that you were, you were, you're very selfless. You were very selfless and it was really about me, you know, like not even though I was trying to figure out who you were, um, you kept putting it back on me. Um, and I thought that that was great. I thought that I had to be in your circle. <laughs> no worries. Ho hopefully you enjoy the, hopefully you enjoy the circle of people there. So you probably, yes. <laughs> it's, good, it's good fun. It's, uh, quick. We do, as you point, it is a very busy chat and it's very, uh, sometimes it gets busy. Sometimes it's a bit of a quiet step moment. Then we go. It can go a bit nuts sometimes, which is yes. good. It's a good nuts. Because <laughs> that's what business is about. You don't stop. You've got to keep connecting and keep going, whether you sleep or not. That's the thing. Time zones can be a killer. I stay up stupidly late sometimes because I'm too busy connecting with people. And I'm thinking, I must go to bed because I'm going to be absolutely dead. I'm going to be the walking dead the next again day. I usually am. Yes. That's the problem. Yeah. And then people do wonder, I mean, do I ever sleep? Well, I do. But I just, uh, well, it's just one of these things, really. So, um, but yes, 
So that this is you've got the just I'm not scared everybody off. Don't worry. Uh, and we're connecting some random random Scottish guy in Scotland, thinking what the hey, what's going on. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, so um, I uh, I lost my train of thought there completely. Where was I? <laughs> No, well, you, we were talking about <laughs> entrepreneurship we and what we're doing now. Sorry, <laughs> ran well completely <laughs> off track as you do. That's a good thing about it. That's why I like it is having this conversation. It's relaxed. It's cool. As you know, you sit back and have a cup of tea. But unfortunately, I'm not got a cup of tea in front of me. But anyway, so entrepreneurship. Yes, carry on. Sorry, I was uh, completely <laughs> off track there. So apologies. <laughs> Please carry on. Carry on about entrepreneurship. Yes. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's how I ended up doing what I do now, you know, um, and it's been a very long road. I often tell people when you they say, well, why should I listen to you? I'm like, listen, I've been an entrepreneur for 16 years. I made every mistake in the book. <laughs> so I am somebody that would definitely be able to help guide you from not making those those same mistakes. So, yeah, that's what I do now. Well, as you've been talking, well, in the process, when you said you've got a, a big audience of people that you've kind of worked with or connecting with. There's somebody I can connect you with, but I'll do it afterwards, which you are okay. would benefit from because you have a large following. And okay. uh, let's just say it's a big platform and you, yeah, let's just say you might fit, you'll fit the criteria. They need a minimum of somebody who's got about 20,000 and you've obviously got a lot more than that. So I believe that right. this could be the right fitting for you in a way so you, I can connect you. Um... Yeah, so I think I will do that later on after once I get home and uh, okay, I'll do great, some thanks. do some connecting. So you know how I just uh, from listening, I'll just say, "Oh right, I'll connect you with such and such." And I'll, yeah, so I will do that later on. Uh, so just as I was thinking, so I don't forget, so you can remind me. But I will also remember. Yes, okay, I will. And, don't worry. You okay, can, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this. My brain works. It's crazy, um, but yeah. So that's cool. Well, we're going to all do is we're going to play our song, and uh, because and you can tell us all about your stuff now and what you offer, and then we'll you can then give us uh, your goals for the next song, whatever you're thinking. Um, in fact, before we go to our song, actually, I'm going to ask you a question. what got you're saying. I know your family were Seventh Day Adventists, and you rebelled a bit and so on. What got you back into that or is it why did you go back to Seventh day Adventist and maybe not like say an old Baptist church or something or what made you go down that road? Oh, that's a very good question. You know, there's a Bible verse um, that says, train up a child in a way he should grow, and when he grows old, he will never depart from it. Um, and I believe that that's my story. You know, um, my stepfather um, was the head of the church. Okay. So because of that, I was born into, you know, this religion and born into the Seventh-day Adventist church. So when I decided that I wanted to start going back to church, it wasn't ever a decision to make. There was only one place that I was going to go. Right. Um, it's just like when I got married. So I'm like my husband, for example, is Jehovah Witness. And when I tell people that they their eyes open up big because, wow, a Seventh-day Adventist person you know, with a Jehovah Witness person. And a lot of people said, well, how are you guys going to get married? Jehovah Witness, don't go into Adventist church. And all of that just didn't happen. You know, I found myself a Seventh-day Adventist pastor. My husband was 100% on board with us getting married in an Adventist church. And after the wedding, I just decided to continue going to that church. 
So I now go to the church that I was married in. Yeah. Wow. It was never an option, Fraser. It was never, <laughs> I never ever thought of any other religion but what I've been exposed to. That's an interesting mix. Jehovah's Witness and Seventh-day Adventists, I have to say. <laughs> you couldn't, yeah, right? <laughs> you, you could not make, you couldn't make that up. You really couldn't. My <laughs> word, <I'm, laughs> well, I'm not getting lost for words anyway. <laughs> I say that, that is the reaction that I get every time. But we've been married for five years. It just works. When it works, it just works, right? He respects what my religion, I respect his. You know, he's been to my church a few times, even after the wedding. I've never been to Jehovah Witness Church. Um, but if he was to ask me, I would be more than okay to visit because he visited mine. Right. We both have an understanding. We know our religions as long as we're not trying to convert each other we all good <laughs> aye I thought you may have just, well your kids Mormon or anything by any chance no no, no my children are Adventist Adventist well. <laughs> just to add to the mix you know what I mean you might as well go with the whole hog you know <laughs> and the boy you got, you got any pets no, 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 that's better. Don't worry, we'll go, go any further. <laughs> anyway, let's right. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play our tune. So we're gonna play. Okay. Benita, that's what I'm gonna do. So, um, yes. So my next tune, my next is Benita Charles. I played her one of her songs in the previous shows. Um, as it's that time of year, Christmas, we are. It's yeah. It's we can make a difference. It's making a difference. It's that time of year when we tend to try and make a difference more than we do we probably do during the course of the year. And this song is fantastic, and I think it encourages us not just to make a difference at Christmas and at this time of year, it's to do it all year and to be there for people, help people, and to don't, um, yeah, try and make a difference in people's lives by helping them through what you do and your experience and encouraging them. And I thought this, when I heard this song, I thought, wow, this, and I hate this, this girl's got a voice and it's just to make a difference is fantastic and it's powerful and please uh, reflect on it and hopefully this Christmas you'll be able to make a difference to somebody's life if not this Christmas but sometime in the start of the new year coming up and just uh, fantastic so yeah we'll be back with uh, Benita Jules we can make a difference and uh, please enjoy
Sophia from Frame Your Day with Afia Leeds and I'm super excited to announce Position for Better 2018 is finally here. You asked for it, so here it is. Four days of learning and getting positioned for better. November 27th to the 30th. I'm going to do it online so everybody can get in. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now in the four days, you'll learn how to find the perfect partner, four steps to help you find your purpose, why failing is okay and how to fail forward, how to frame a winning mindset, and we're going to get financial tips for better financial health with financial educator, Jacoya Landry. Materials will be provided along with some other goodies. Now to register, head over to afeelethem.com forward slash workshops and don't miss it okay don't miss it head over to afeelethem.com forward slash workshops and get ready to be positioned for better position for better 2018 don't miss it hi this is afeelethem from kingdombeats.com proud to be a sponsor of ramsey unleash going beyond borders on heartsonglive.co.uk Welcome back. That was Nita Charles. Um, we can make a difference all the way from New York City, the, the, basically the city, city that never sleeps. And my guest, Nayla Phillips, is all the way from Pennsylvania, but originally from New York. And uh, I have these wonderful New York connections. I'm loving it. It's great. Um, but yes, but, uh, how are you doing? Are you surviving? Have you not taken the volume yet? No. <laughs> I am loving it. Uh, no, she's not taking. She's not going for the coffee yet. <laughs> but yeah, all good. No, let's thank you. I appreciate you being on the show, and thank you. It's been fun. It's been fun chatting and hearing your story. And I hope that whoever's been listening to the show can uh, relate to some of the things that you've gone through and some of the things that you've learnt, and we'll be able to take bits of the show whether listening on the podcast afterwards. And we'll be able to hopefully reach out to you, and maybe want to connect with you, and uh, even if it, whether it's about your time with domestic violence, yeah. foster care, business, whatever they both at least phone you up and say, "Listen, I need a chat. I'm going through something similar. I'm needing to get out of an abusive relationship." They can talk to you, reach out to you, just to be able to get some help. And we will have yes. Nayla's links of where you can connect with her at the end of the show. And uh, we are going to discuss those bag of goodies and deals, but you're going to be able to connect with her on these kind of bases of what you've heard so far. But we're also going to talk about what she's going to do now, what she's doing now, or what's her plans for the next five years, or goals, and who, the kind of people she wants to reach out to. And uh, then we'll get her to do a closing message, we'll get the bag of deals, and uh, we'll go from there. So, fire away. So my goals, you know, well, first let's talk about, you know, where I see myself, where I'm at now, where I see myself, who I want to help, who I enjoy helping. Right. So I enjoy helping anybody who has a burning desire to share their message. 
um, anybody who has skills and a story that they know they, you know, they can use it as a way to start a business, I can help. Um, so I pretty much can take your story and skills, help you package it up into a transformational experience that you can give to someone else. You know, so there are people like coaches and speakers, they come to work with me, but there are also people like lawyers and doctors and midwives, nurse practitioners who, you know, like I said, have skills and they've been probably doing corporate jobs for a long time, but always knew that they wanted to start a business and they wanted to create a way to supplement their income if not replace it. So, um, that's the type of people. Those are the type of people who I love to work with. Um, people who are very dedicated to others because I'm very dedicated to others, but also people who understand that you can't help anyone else if you're not okay first. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes we always have this misconception that, you know, like, especially people who own nonprofits, like I have this misconception that I want to help everybody. And yeah, we want to help everybody. But if we can't help ourselves, we can't help other people. I know for me, I'm struggling financially. How can I help people? One of my goals, Fraser said, what's your goals? One of the goals that I have for me is that I want to open up a transitional resource center for children who's aging out of the foster care system. Right now, the reason why I want to do this is because when I left the foster care system, I still had a family. So I had a family that was there to support me, even though I became a teenage mom and different things did happen and life was hard. I still had a family that was there to back me up. But I've seen so many of the people who grew up in the group home with me who are now dead, who did not have a family, who ended up in jail, who didn't know how to get their first apartment, who had no way of getting themselves into college or even thinking about that could be their future. Um, so for me, one of the things that I want to do is I want to open up a resource center that provides that education and resources for these kids who's aging out. Right. So they don't end up dead and they don't end up in jail. But how can I do that? How can I do that if I'm struggling financially? Exactly. Right. How can I do that if I can't even help myself? So whenever people come to me and they say, you know, I want to help people so much. I want to help you. But you need to have a clear understanding and know that in order to help others, you must first position yourself and I will help you with that positioning. Right. So that that's what it's about. And that's my biggest goal right now, Fraser. My biggest goal really is to see that happening. Just a quick question. mind when in the foster care system, is there a risk when people leave that the is there a risk? I mean, obviously it's rife and all over the place that people get trafficked. Right. Does that have you ever seen so, that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, what they say here is they become statistics. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, they don't have the support. So they go to what they know, especially for the men, the boys, they go to what they know, which is being on the street and selling drugs and joining gangs. Right. Mm -hmm. The woman, they go to what they know, which is selling their bodies, going and dancing in clubs. And these are the things. And see, here's the thing. There's no judgment here because right. that's just what they know. I have a friend who, you know, God rest her soul, who I grew up with. Beautiful girl, beautiful girl. But when we age out, she didn't have nowhere to go. She right. started dancing in a club in Queens. Now she's gone and right. her kids is without a mother. Right. Um, and it would be, it would have been nice if she had the support. It would have been nice if she knew how to get herself in school. She was so smart. Right. So 
this is what happens. They become statistics, Fraser. And I just feel like if God blessed me where I was able to have a family and have a, a support from the church, my daughter, when my daughter was born, it was the ladies from the church who would babysit her so I can work and go to school, go to night school. You know, so me having that support made me feel like I need to be that support to others. So what have you got a, a plan to have this set up or to, is it kind of, oh, yeah. yeah, what's your aim? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So the plan started, like I said, the plan started first with me, right? right? So I first had to get myself to a place where, okay, which is what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm getting to a place where I'm financially secure, Mm -hmm. right? Where I can now start putting backing some of these ideas that I have and some of these dreams that I have. Um, I'm also in the process of writing a book, putting my story, because I thought that maybe the book would be a great way to enter into that field you know mm-hmm. um so i'm 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 putting i can put it out here because it's already mine no one can take it yeah. um but i'm creating a book called from foster care to flourishing um and the book is going to be uh featuring myself and nine other entrepreneur leaders who are from the foster care world wow. um either they've been in a group home or they have been adopted right um i have one lady who is writing the book who was who put into sex trafficking in Russia. Okay. So, um, it happens, right? These things happen. So we working on the book to get these stories out. That's my first way to start generating some buzz around what I'm looking to do and get myself and get my feet in the door. Mm -hmm. Um, because you do have to get your feet in the door when you're dealing with government agencies. Right. Right. Um, and then we'll go from there. Also, I just to add a little extra, I went and I spoke at the residential treatment center that I grew up in, Mm -hmm. um, back in September last year. And they have also said that they will help me get in. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually probably going to end up starting from the own, my agency, which was the Jewish child care, uh, association in New York city. So probably be starting from there. But those who are listening, you know, if I'm speaking to you or you feel like, you know, this is something wow that I would like to back, you know, please. Yeah. Reach out to me. You know, we're not looking for any money or anything yet. But for the most part, I'm looking for supporters. OK. Well, as I say, if we Ramsey, the Ramsey and these community can uh, support you in any way, we're happy to, uh, you know, you know where you are. Reach out to everybody here. Uh, that's what we're, we're a community now. We seem to have grown into that. We're happy to support you. You know, that's what it's about. It's kind of from the simplest concept when I started is going into something completely different, but still the same in a sense, which has kind of been how it grew into that. I don't know, but just did. <laughs> I couldn't make a, I couldn't really answer that question. It's just happened. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, but it's good. But as I say, we're always happy to support others, each other. And that's the whole point. And uh, that's what yeah, makes us who we are. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a good thing that you're what you're doing, and hopefully that we will see um, that center that, that thing open up, and you providing the support that they don't get when they leave, and they, at least they can go down a, a good road, a road that they'll hope, as I say, they'll flourish and not end up in a statistic, end up maybe be basically buried six feet under somewhere, and that's what you don't want. Yeah, and that's the the facts that can happen in in the system, unfortunately. So, uh, but yeah, so what, give us, well, let's, I'll let you do a closing message. Give us, uh, just say whatever's on your heart and just close up, close up, okay? 
Yeah. Um, I, what's on my heart is to encourage each and every one of you to um, show up for yourself. Um, remember that your story is about you, but it's not for you. Um, everything that you've been through and everything that you have been brought through um, is to position you to help someone else. So I encourage you that even if you are in the grocery store, say a word. Sometimes you never know what people are going through and just by sharing your own experiences, how you can help someone else. So um, we're in the holiday season right now. If you're in the U.S., um, I don't know. Is it the holiday season by you too, Fraser? Well, it's we don't call it holiday season. We're because we're UK. It's kind of Christmas. It's make we do it's the kind of Christmas time. Yeah, Christmas is the holiday season. Okay. We we don't. Okay. I know the. I know people call it the holiday season out there. I think it, okay. It's you've America. It's more holiday season. Uh, kind of like so that maybe keep it so it doesn't offend anybody. Uh, so they don't, they don't right. get, you know I mean, but here. It's many Christmas. It's Christmas time. The Christmas market. It's Christmas Christmas. time over here. It's and it's it's always has been, and I I think for for me personally, I find that people who get offended by the word Christmas, the time of year, it's been happening for centuries. Um, If they don't like it, well, just just don't moan. It's not a holiday. It's not. It's it's been there, and all the PC, the plenty correct people who get offended, the snowflakes. it's like, yeah. if you don't like it, tough. It's Christmas. That's what it's about. It's Christmas time. We come together and we celebrate and we sp- and spend yeah. time with loved ones. And that's what it's about. And if you don't like it, don't celebrate it. Yeah. Go away. Don't. Yeah. So for Christmas time, for holiday time, these are the times when a lot of people, we, we opened up the call talking about, you know, depression. Mm-hmm. Well, these are this is a time where a lot of people are suffering with depression. A lot mm-hmm. of people are lonely. Yeah. Right. So we spend our times like I looked at the kids and we ate all this food and we listened to music and we danced and we had such a great time. But there are other people out there who don't have that. So my message for you guys encourage you to think about others during this holiday season call people who you know your neighbors and just you know lend a helping hand yeah i think well before we before we wrap up before we wrap up i'm gonna i want to play because we can make a difference this year i want to play benita charles song again so i think it was good i mean do you like that it's such a nice song it's and it's to make a difference and then we'll get in there just to say goodbye after the song and we can uh, wish everybody and it's been great interviewing it's been and hopefully in fact before we play the song give us your good your bag of goodie deals i almost forgot about that let's go from there yes okay so you can find me at neolaphilip.com that's n-y like in new york a-l-a philip with no s dot com right my store is there so right now because in in the u.s right now is black friday thanksgiving cyber monday weekend so it's a lot of shopping like Frazier said going on so i have all my intensive trainings i'm talking about four hours plus teaching how to do sales funnels lead generation creating a story creating a signature talk a program all of that stuff right now is $20.19. Okay. Just to celebrate 2019 coming, everything is $20.19 on the site. And I also have complimentary trainings as well. So for any of you who just, you're new to it, you just want a little, put your toe in it a little bit. Then there's some free trainings there. There's some downloads. Go ahead um, and get what can help you. And um, last but not least, we would love to have you in my online community on Facebook. You can go to thebusinessloft.net. 
That's thebusinessloft.net where we are a community filled with entrepreneurs and I help them with the tools, resources, and accountability that they need to 10x their business results. There we go. We'll be back in two minutes uh, and we'll see you goodnight in a second. Co.uk, your inspirational station. And there we go. Uh, we can make a difference, and you have been listening to Ramsey on the East Going Beyond Borders with my guest Naila Philip. I was going to put an S in the end there. Uh, but Naila Philip, and thank you for being on the show, and thank you for your hearing your story, and thank, thank you for hearing what you do. And uh, I hope that 
through this interview, you'll be able to help many people going forward. Thank you so much for having me, Frasier. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And uh, I can hear the, I do, like, I like hearing the very strong New York accent, the, the drawl, kind of not the drawl, the kind of the quite deep, quite cool, the, the deepness. <laughs> I can hear it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's brilliant, New York. I do like mine. So I, won't, I, won't, I need to end the show because I've run over time again, but it's good because uh, I, I talk about the TV stuff that I watch. I love all my New York crime dramas. That's what I do. Uh, constantly watching them. Um, so, but yeah. But anyway, thank you, and to everybody out there, have a great weekend. Um, four weeks on Tuesday at Christmas, so you haven't got the Christmas shopping started now. Uh, get better get your skates on, and uh, tune in next week for another edition of Ramsey on Leash going beyond borders. And uh, keep smiling, keep reaching for the top, and we'll catch you next week. Bye bye now.